Welcome to the new School of Success. I'm Nick Maytash. And I'm Julian Rosen, and we are here to flip the game of success on its head. No more hustle, no more grind. Just the tried and true principles to help you win at life on your own terms. Class is in session. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the new school of success, the St. Joe Daddy's version of success. This is new school. And right now we have a special treat for you. We have, I would say, one of the honorary founding fathers of the new school of success, because if it were not for him, Nick and I would not be as amazing as we were. We wouldn't know each other. I'd probably true. think Nick was a loser. So <laughs> I'm going to let Nick introduce this special guest. So tighten up your bridges, people. Hope you two pairs of underwear today because we got a treat, Nick. Who we got here today? And what a what a lovely way to kick off that episode, Julian. <laughs> I really appreciate you, man. Um, but yeah, for all the people out there that really dig origin stories, if you're really into that kind of stuff for the new school of success, you've come to the right place because with us today, this is the first time ever, and it's fitting that we have him here. First time ever we have someone with Julian and I, and it is <laughs> Tommy baker tommy baker is the trans is a transformational coach see i'm stuttering already i'm so nervous tommy uh three-time author he's the host of the resist average academy podcast and frankly he is the reason that this podcast the new school of success exists and more on that later he shows his clients and the world at large how to take leaps of their life and create change for themselves by showing up in their purpose every single day tommy baker you're here tommy! you're wonderful tell us a little bit about let's... who you are where you're from all of the fun crush things mode enter crush yes. mode let's fully activate go ahead tommy <laughs> take the floor well first of all first of all i think and i think you guys will agree with this um it's 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 awesome I, to me the greatest satisfaction is seeing people that i'm connected with and especially people that i've worked with go out and make their own dent in the world um and that's the fact that this is here, you guys are doing it. Um, because along the way, there's so many, both parts of your stories where you both had to take a lot of messy, courageous, um, crazy action to get where you are. And I know you guys understand this as a coach, that's what you want to see. You want to see people not on the sidelines, not thinking about starting podcasts, not thinking about growing their business, not thinking about finally making that bold decision, but actually inside of the arena, actually doing it. So just first off, I just say thank you for not just for, for, for taking the message and the lessons and actually making them real. Yeah, man. We appreciate you. And, and for anybody that's new to Tommy, um, whether it's his books or his content or just for, like I, I got the, uh, the privilege of getting to work with him in person for three months in Phoenix. Uh, I mean, the dude is magnetic and will charge you in the way you need it. Not in the rah, rah, like, uh, Get up and grind. Yeah, yeah. Like in the, listen, you have like one fucking life and that life is today and that today is now like show up like you mean it, right? Like like this isn't your rehearsal. This isn't a dress run. And so, you know, Tommy in his, you know, he's going to share a little bit of of his story, but like it's easy to look at Tommy right now and say like, oh, well, like this dude's a machine. He's must have all just genetic lottery. He just always be this way. It must come naturally to him. It must have been seamless for him. Look at this guy. Look at his platform. Look at his books. Like, must be nice. I know that's one of your, one of your favorite things when people <laughs> look at the success you built and they go, oh, wow. But you're going to hear from Tommy. You're going to hear his story. And I want this to sink in because, I mean, you've heard Nick's story. You heard my story. Like, it's never squeaky clean. It's, it's never, you know, using people's highlights, reels as this comparison mojo to keep yourself on the sideline is so toxic. And so, Hearing truth, hearing people's real stories and seeing that they're imperfect, yet they own the shit out of it. Like that's all it takes to succeed. And Tommy's the embodiment of that. So we're going to get into Tommy's story. Um, and dude, like I love hearing about that, that night in New York when you really had that like aha moment. Like, dude, I'm dying on the inside. That, like your heart was screaming for something. And I think so many people listening, their heart is screaming for something different. Walk us through that night and just like, how you, how you were able to make sense of the feedback you were getting from your heart and your soul and what you ultimately did about it. Love it, man. And it's, 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 it's far from squeaky clean, especially in our space. You don't get in the space and you don't last in the space. We first come in through self-preservation. And, and that, for me, it was, it was pain. Yeah. It was being, being in place, living a life that wasn't for me. It was being on a different railroad track 
that I knew deep in my heart wasn't for me. And that is painful. So we never get here. We never get to this place teaching others if we haven't, if we haven't gone through the fire ourselves. So that, that specific night was one of those moments that I just call an inflection moment in life. It's like, it like it's just New Year's those, Eve, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was a New Year's Eve night, New York city, like things were buzzing, a lot of energy. And I was, I was at this, at this restaurant table and I was there, but I wasn't physically like I was physically there, but mentally I was somewhere else. Um, and I was feeling trapped and it's, it's crazy because it's, it's the busiest city in the world. But to be honest, that night I felt intensely alone. Like just a level of, of loneliness surrounded by so yeah. many people. Um, and, and really what it came to be is that through the prior months, I'd been getting these, these moments of, of downloads, just whispers. It's like, you're not on the right path right now. Like what you're doing right now, it's expired. You got to move on. And like, it didn't make any sense. And that's what I want. If somebody's listening, it's like, it's never going to make sense and it shouldn't make sense. You just got to be willing to listen. So that night, man, I just, I, I don't even know if I excuse myself. I, I left the table and I just started walking aimlessly with no purpose, no reason. And just feeling lost, just completely lost. And I came across this field um, and I had one of those moments, man. <laughs> Emotional moments, like just a full release and a moment of radical honesty with myself and saying like, your, your spirit is eating you up right now. And that if you stay down this path, can you be successful? Well, probably because you're an ambitious dude and you get shit done and you like doing that. But no achievement is going to fill the inner void of knowing you're going down a path that's not for you. Yeah. And, uh, and that night, man, I, I pulled out my, my smartphone and um, just the tears were flowing, man. And I, I start to look up. It was, a fr- it was a frigid night, obviously, January, you know, about to be January in New York City. I just left myself a voice note. And it was really just a promise to myself. And it was a declaration of myself. And I, I really created a, a vision that night. Um, that rang really true when I said it. But here's the deal. I didn't know how. I didn't know the steps. I didn't yeah. know the blueprint. Um, it was the first moment I got honest with myself. So I hadn't expressed this to anybody else out of sheer embarrassment. Because if I told someone that, to me, it was like, uh, I, they knew me as one certain version of myself and I was deep in that identity. And they're like, dude, shit is working. You know, it's really easy to tell someone that you want to, change when things are clearly not working. Maybe it's obvious that you hate your boss, that you hate your job, or you live in a place that you hate, or you're in and out of toxic relationships. But for me at that point, things on the outside seemed yeah. to be working really well, but internally they weren't. And that, that, that night I made a decision um, to radically create a shift and make a series of bold decisions and a series of leaps and really start to deconstruct the life that I've known so I could, I could start basically from anew. Yeah, man. And so it's important to know, right? Like it, on the surface, it did look squeaky clean, right? It was like, oh, Tommy, good job living in the city. Great head of hair. Just crushing it, right? Like, <laughs> and but like, so it's just going to show on hair, you. This guy. <laughs> it's a, it's, I don't it's know. Coconut oil. We, we put coconut oil up here, man. <laughs> the well, healthy fat. You know. <laughs> I am bald for all of you who do not know. Um, but, but yeah, so it's important to note that like, according to conventional societal conditioning, like you were quote unquote living the dream, right? Like, and so it just goes to show you like, you can't, like you can walk by someone on the street or you can see someone on Instagram totally. And I'm air quoting this crushing it. You have no idea what's going on inside their world. Right. And so, you know, that's what I just, I just think that's so important to note, like why playing the comparison game is such a freaking waste of time because like, yeah, you can't gauge someone's happiness based on, metrics right like based on things toys and metrics so um i think that's awesome so i think nick and i are really curious because i think a lot of people their heart their spirit says you're on the wrong path you're on the wrong path yeah but they don't leap because they don't have all the steps or they can't see the steps right so what do you say to that person who's like oh yeah i want to make a change but like i can't see steps a b c d all the way to z so i'm probably just going to chill until it opens up, right? Yeah. Someone's, (laughs) you know, the Red Sea parts, you know? Absolutely. And the thing that I always tell people is that if you're waiting to know every step of the path, you're going to be waiting forever. And also just to quote Joseph Campbell, because whenever I get a chance, got to quote my dude. (laughs) If you can see every step of the path, it's probably not your path. It's probably somebody else's path. And so 
you have to put in reps and faith and trust when you can't see, when the unknown is not clear, when it's hazy, when it's dark, when you have no clue. Like those are the moments that you're going to test your desire, test your why, and, and your commitment to yourself because really that's what it is. So I, and, and people get here all different types of ways. We can get here through intense crisis. We can get here through uh, post-traumatic growth as they call it. We can get there from, from consciously setting a vision. There's a lot of different ingredients that work to get there. But there's a moment when we say, I'm ready, capital R, ready to do this. Not like I'm, I'm thinking about it. Like, yeah, that sounds cool maybe next year, but like, then this may sound intense, but like, this is a do or die moment. And, and deep down, we know when we have those moments. And so for me personally, there was no loss in going for it because if I didn't go for it, I would be, I would just eat myself alive with resentment. And so not knowing every step of the path, that's actually a great thing. You just have to be clear. You got to be. You got to be clear on the vision. You got to be clear on the why. And you got to. You got to make it real. So I'll give you an example. I hated where I lived. It was very hard for me to see that. Yeah. Loathed. Hated it. The environment. Everything. Some people. It's their inspiration. It's cool. For me, not for me. Right. You guys know me. I'm pretty intense, dude. New York's intense. I'm intense. You put those together. Total shit show. No mountains so- to run up. Though. <laughs> <laughs> He's climbing the Empire State Building. Just trying, just trying to get the height. I was craving space and I was, I, I did, I felt really alone. I was in and out of these relationships. I mean, it just, it wasn't for me. So that night, uh, I had this crazy amount of clarity, et cetera. So by the way, your clarity for somebody listening might not be as dramatic as mine. Your clarity might be, Hey, you're on your commute coming home from work and you just get the sense that something is off. Pull on that string, right? It doesn't have to be this huge red yeah. carpet, crazy smoke show moment like mine, but you know, I had that clarity that night and I said, what can I do? What is one thing I can do now? Mind you, it was, you know, almost, almost midnight, uh, New Year's Eve in New York city. So my actions were limited in terms of what I could actually get done that night. Um, but part of the vision was moving out West coming to Arizona. And that night I just, I changed the, the, the screensaver on my iPhone to this beautiful Arizona sunset. So mm-hmm. I knew that the next morning I was going to have, be having this like when you, yeah, I call it like a clarity hangover when you get like yeah. this amazing clarity or maybe you go to an event or you listen to this, this epic podcast. Like yeah, that's right. That's right. Like you, go, you, go, you go from on fire and then you get a little yeah. bit of a hangover. I knew I was going to have that. But when yeah. I picked up the phone the 50 yeah. times that day, I just saw it and I put yeah. that in. And mm. that reminded, started to shift my awareness and I put the sunset in the car. And then what do you know? I, I, go, to, I go to the grocery store and somebody says, oh yeah, Arizona, I was just there. Yeah. I open up this random magazine. Oh, Arizona, like all of the p- synchronicity started to come together yeah. because my awareness had shifted. So you can always take one small action that's going to yeah. make it a little bit more real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. And uh, I, I got to jump in, Nick. And then I know you got a question to ask yeah, him. Sure, but it's, and it's, it's also important, right? Like this was pure heart, what you were getting, right? And like they've done studies at this point, Dr. Bruce Lipton, right? Like your heart is a sensory organ. It's not just a muscle that pumps blood. It's actually receiving and digesting and sharing feedback with you. And so we get these hard hits on our intuition, your gut, right? Your spirit. It is a big mistake to, because your heart and your brain speak different languages. So, so many people, and I think you'll agree, Tommy, like they take this, this clarity and this power and this passion and this idea, and then they jam it through the filter of fear-based logic and old patterns, right? And they run it through their brain and then they just come up with all these negative what if scenarios and they end up on the sideline, right? They end up out of the arena. They end up in suck town, I like to call it. So, suck town, US. so like for Dude, you, yes. so, so for you, it was putting the thing on the background to like to capture the essence of the feeling your heart gave you, right? To, to yes. kind of like dumb your brain down. So right. for you, cause you're, you're very, you're a very strategic, intelligent guy. Like for you, like how did you go about, thinking less, like analyzing less and, and being doing more, being doing more, you know, the, you know what I mean? Absolutely. And so I, I consider our, our intuition. It's, it's, it's a practice. It's a skill for men. Even mo- most importantly, you got to put in some reps. There's two ways. One, I, I was creating a lot of space at the time. I was obsessed with float, float tank deprivation before it was cool. So I was spending a <laughs> lot of time in that chamber alone and getting downloads and just, just being okay with myself. And I remember the first time I did that 30 minutes was hard and I wanted to get out. 
now I can do three to four hours because I'm so in tune and I love spending yeah. time with myself. So that's, that's, that's one. But the second thing is to follow your intuition during the low stakes moments of life. Like it's really hard to follow your intuition to move cross country and make a complete shift. If like during the small day to day moments, like you see a stranger and you feel pulled to talk to them, you don't do it. You talk yourself out of it. Yeah. Or you want to tell you're, you're with your significant other and you want to look in their eyes and tell them like how much you love them and how amazing yeah. they look. But some part of you says, uh, yeah, your brain talks you out of it. You talk out of it. So yeah. small stakes moments, practice putting the reps there. And mm. then that becomes your, uh, your guiding mechanism. For me now, I make basically every decision goes through the filter Dude. of, heart first then let's put in a little bit more it. heart and it doesn't matter what the head says because yeah. you follow with the heart the head's going to come around eventually yeah. right now i, I the, the way that i see that too like the heart's going to tell you something and you just got to go and you're going to figure yeah. out that rational explanation after you get a few steps down the road that'll make more sense like what is it steve jobs it says you can connect the dots looking backward but not yes. moving forward and so from that that night you had this inspiration you put the the sun uh, the sunset on your on your phone I think anybody that's listening to this might be either in this moment, they might have moved through a moment, maybe missed it, that moment of inspiration to move through it. And it may have been, probably was because of some form of resistance, whether it was because of the brain talking them out of it, or maybe they started to share their dream with somebody that was close to them and they just, you know, just didn't acknowledge that at all and they, they moved away from it. So, I mean, fast forwarding to, you know, not right now, but you obviously have, you're in Arizona. You've written three books. Like you've done these things that have inspired you, been called from the heart out into the world. So what moments of resistance were greatest for you? And like, what did you do to know that or, or kind of sidestep it so that you could continue down the path of, of what you were trying to accomplish? Yeah, I mean, I'd say I like, I like to quote my, my girl, Lisa Nichols. And, and she says, you know, when you make bold moves, um, that's when the challenges start to come from different angles. These challenges are designed to really test you because I, I believe this is me now, not her. I'm not going to Jay Shetty. Going to get a cease and assist from Lisa Nichols people. Oh no. I'm so careful about that, by the way, like more so than ever, but that's, sure. that, that's another conversation. The world we live in, man. Go Lisa ahead. says Brian Fallon's the best artist <laughs> in the world. Exactly. Exactly. So, <laughs> okay, you just got me off track. Oh, well, okay. So sidestepping resistance, go. Yeah, challenges, challenges from all angles. When you step forward, so here's here's the way that I like to like to think about it. Like, yeah, there's a lot of dreamers. Like, if people are dreaming big and and talking big and declaring big. Um, it's a completely different thing to actually like do big or be big or or step boldly into courageous action without any guarantee on the other side. So when we first make that that first step like the universe or whatever you want to call it, like takes notes to say, damn, like Nick's really, Nick's really doing this, but let's, let's just send him one of these his way and see what he's got. And let's these, just see. Yeah, yeah. And these are just, these are some challenges and some resistance. And through that reframe, cause I had, I had all different types of resistance. I mean, um, you know, Moving on from the company that I had built at that point was extremely yeah. painful. Coming out to Arizona, basically starting, starting from scratch was painful. But when you look, when you reframe the resistance and see it as small tests that you're slowly passing and benchmarks that you're so, uh, passing that are proving to the external world that you're in this for serious, that you're in this for real, but most importantly, proving it to yourself because that's the person that we need to sell in our vision. That's the person that we need to prove ourselves to. Yes. The, the person that needs to feel worthy of bringing that vision, capable of bringing that vision, then the free reframe becomes kind of fun. You know, yeah. for me personally, I had a moment when I um, had like my money, like I was negative on my account, negative, negative, negative. I had this huge unexpected charge that came out of nowhere. And I was at the gas station. I had no gas. I had no groceries. Had this basically. was in Arizona? Yeah. And I was like, okay, this is the test. This is the test. And I remember breaking down and it wasn't in tears. It was actually in laughter because it was such a comical situation. It was so, it was such like a, a quote unquote, like bad situation to be in, but at the same time it was comical. Yeah. But I was doing what I had wanted to do. So it, it, it dissolved the energetic charge from it. I was able to surrender in that moment 
And about 15 minutes later, and I left the gas station and I'm driving and about 15 minutes later, you know, uh, a client who had owed an invoice finally paid it. And I believe it was because I was able to let that go. So these are just small examples of resistance that come yeah. up, sure. but it's, it's the reframe. And when you're playing the long game, the small stuff doesn't, you know, if I have, if I have three months to make this work, if I have 20 days to make this work, then everything is urgent and everything matters and every little challenge can be debilitating. But when you're committed to the long term and you believe that no matter what, you're going to find a way to make it happen. Yeah. And I was willing to humble myself in any possible way to make it happen. Then the resistance yeah. actually becomes confidence later on. Yeah. And gotcha. so I, I have a question because you've done this masterfully uh, multiple times. And so a lot of people, right, they're afraid to change. They're afraid to go after that big thing to make that big pivot, to make that big leap because they've really stepped into an identity. And it, it, even though they've outgrown it, they're like, well, shit, everybody knows me as this guy. And so you were gym owner guy and then you were fitness guy, right? So you had to pivot from brick and mortar to digital presence to, well, shit, now I'm getting into personal professional development. Now I'm getting into real transformation, right? So not only did you have multiple professional recreations of yourself, you had the physical and the geographical and, and the relational, right? So I, I bet you there's someone out there listening. It's probably Jamal who's like, well, shit, man, like everybody knows me as Jamal, the accountant, who am I to be Jamal, the accountant and part-time Reiki healer, right? Like they're just so afraid to redefine it. Right. So like, where do you think that comes from? And for you, what was the, what was the solution for that? Yeah. I, I it comes from really, and you guys talk about this a lot because I've listened to a lot of episodes. It's like the identity, you know, ego and the identity closely interlinked. They, they want to know who you are, what you yeah. stand, how other people perceive you. And you're in this tight, comfortable bubble and anything outside of this bubble it's scary. It's crazy. It's debilitating. It's uncertain. Can't go there. Yeah. And so of course we want to, of course we want to stay there because that feels like a warm blanket that feels comfortable. That feels, uh, it feels like home, honestly, like yeah. that, that ego structure, it just feels like home. Like I'm home. Yeah. It's like when you've lived in the same home for so many times, that's why like your grandma's basement home. It is. <laughs> it's, like, it's not the home. It's cool home. It's like shit. Basement that's true. Home. Yeah. And no. I just live in a basement. So yeah. <laughs> that's why I like to move so much my environment. You, you might connect with this too, because, um, different environments invite new energy. And within that new energy, you can, you can play with that identity. piece. So that's, that's where it comes from. Yeah. And, and the second part, it's, it's letting a part of that go is, and will always be somewhat painful. It's just, a, it's a painful process of letting part of that identity go. Yeah. I don't know why I'm quoting her so much, but it just it keeps coming up. But Lisa, Lisa. Make, sure, make sure you quote. Make sure you quote. Yeah, yeah. At Lisa Nichols. Copyright. TM. TM. Yeah. <laughs> she talks about just, just you have to let a part of yourself die. And, and to the yeah. ego, it is, it's, a, it's a death of yeah. sorts. Like it, it's not, I'm just, it, that's not just, you know, hyperbole. It's like an actually letting go of who you've been mm -hmm. to allow the new identity to take form. The cool part about identity is that um, it, it's a constant, it's a, we're in a constant evolution, yeah. you know, oh, constantly. Yeah. So if you're out there and everybody has known you as some identity, well, and, and you desire something else, then to me, the great tragedy is that you're not showing up for the, the, uh, the people who want you to show up as the identity that you also want yeah. yourself to show up as yeah. that, you're, that you're missing out on. You're missing out on that connection. And you're also, guess what? You're missing out on that connection with yourself, which is painful. Yeah, yeah. for sure. And I mean, the, the longer you go inside that identity, inside that ego, it's just going to harden around you and it's just going to be that much harder to break out of. So to friend that's listening, whether it be Jamal or Jerry or Jennifer, or Erica. Or a Lisa that's not Lisa Nichols. Or maybe it is Lisa Nichols. Welcome maybe it is Lisa. <laughs> Hello. Thank you for listening. Like, sooner the better. And it's going to be scary. It's going to be frightening. But the unknown, as it has its scary, dark corners, it also has its bright and beautiful places. And speaking of bright and beautiful places, Mr. Tommy Baker, out there in uh, Arizona, at least for the time being, as you are a nomad of sorts, at least you just admitted to. Um, <laughs> Now that you're where you are now, it's 2019, you've gone through all of this, you've seen the resistance, you've seen the other side of resistance. Yeah. 
I would assume you just don't experience resistance anymore. That would be my assumption as listener of said podcast that sees this guy doing his thing. So when you kind of come <laughs> up against uh, resistance or just, you know, that, that ego trying to tell you that like, no, man, you don't need to write another book or no, you don't have to go outside this podcast or no, like you've done enough, but even though your soul wants to grow, what are some like things that you think about and consciously decide upon when you kind of feel that upper limit, but you're like, no, 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 no. I'm meant for more than this, even though I've done enough. Like, what do you still do to this day, considering that I'm assuming you're human, so you experience it? I haven't, I haven't felt resistance since 2004, fellas. <laughs> you losers. Well, shit. <laughs> do you know what movie that's from? Well, so the actual line is, I haven't had a carb since Oh, oh Step Brothers. Yeah, he holds up. Step Brothers, yes. So <laughs> this is my reality. Dude, I, I say that line like all the, the time. Line, line out of context and people are like, like, <laughs> what are you talking about? And they actually believe me because they're like, well, you're super fit. Yeah, yeah. you haven't had a carb since 2004. But, um, <laughs> While he drinks a beer. So here's, here's the crazy thing, man. Uh, to me, as, as, you, as, you, as you accumulate growth, results, achievement, w whatever we want to call it, um, you, you actually end up experiencing more resistance along the way because your capacity is bigger. That resistance just gets drowned out with your new operating procedure. Fitness is a great example of this. Um, it's like you guys see me on the mountains, right? So if I were to take someone who doesn't train at all, like zero, zero training on the mountain, they can't, even though it might be difficult for them, they won't be able to get, they won't be able to go to as dark or intense places I can because my capacity fitness wise in that case is so much bigger with a bigger capacity comes more responsibility to fill that right to yeah. adapt to a new a new level or your next growth level if that makes sense so basically what i'm saying is um for me personally i obviously feel resistance in all types of ways every single day because i continue to stretch that limit of what's possible you know right now with my writing um, I'm going to grad school for writing. Um, I'm planning out my next book. I'm really looking to stretch myself in that way. And I just got some feedback the other day that really felt like a punch in the face from somebody. Mm. And I was really triggered by it. Who and was it? Who was it? <laughs> <laughs> we'll find you, motherfucker. Sorry. That's, okay. it's like, That's his location. I know, right? Austin. Um, <laughs> Coming for you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But... but but I had to, in that moment, I had to say, you know what? One, drop the ego. Because if I keep the ego up, I'm not going to receive. Two, detach from, like, it's not a personal attack on me. And three, um, there's, is there some truth in here? Is there something that's going to make me better that temporarily it might hurt? Somebody tells me my book sucks or my writing sucks or something sucks, but there's a plan to improve that. I'm going to be all in on that. So as you go on, to me, it's, it's about, yeah, you're, you're, the resistance will never go away. It's just going to transform in different places and it's very creative. But you listen to it less. You listen to a much more powerful part of yourself. Sure. Yeah. Actually, as you were, you were talking, I wanted to bring up something I've heard you talk about on your podcast where I don't know if it was after you wrote your most recent book, The Leap of Your Life or whatnot, but somebody emailed you or messaged you and said, the world will be better off without your work. So obviously yeah. you've, you've put in some work, you've done some things, you're obviously, you're excelling at life, you're doing well. And somebody sends you this. Now there's somebody that's listening to this that hasn't done all the like hasn't done all the accomplishments that you've gotten and everything. And they may feel fear or feel that rejection from someone else. And you got this scathing email or message. So like, how do you take something in like that and still move forward? And I know, like you just said, it gets it, it's less noisy at this point. But like even that, that's that, that hurt me. I'm listening to it in my car. I'm like, oh. That sucks. So what did you do? Like, how quickly did you spin that around and understand that it wasn't about you necessarily yeah. and so on like that? Totally. And to, to quote Brene Brown, she says, um, if you're in the arena, prepare to get your ass kicked. Yeah, for sure. So there is a, there's a, there is a price to pay. So maybe your, your price for somebody out there, maybe your price is, is that your, and I, I had somebody told me this recently that they, they somewhat shared their goals that like their real goals of what they want to do with their coworkers. And all of them said that was a terrible idea and is never going to work. That's your ass kicking moment in the arena for you. That's your book review for you. Um, so no matter, you're going to get these in private. 
Some people are going to tell you, some, it might be a passive aggressive comment. They're going to be everywhere. Yeah. Uh, the one that you're talking about, that was, that was by far the most intense thing. Uh, I saved it. And, and <laughs> let's just say that the you're part so that hardcore. you- hardcore. I love it. I <laughs> it's saved. framed. It's framed on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> the, the part that you mentioned was probably the nicest part about it. Um, you know, it was, it was a 750, uh, Amazon took a 750 word. Um, oh, it was an Amazon re- review. Okay. Yeah. And they put it on their personal blog. Amazon took it off uh, because it was classified as hate speech. So whatever, let's just say scathing, right? Sure. It was one of my best moments of, Hey, the work that I'm doing really paid off. Right. Is really paying off because I was about to do a podcast with somebody and, uh, there was about 10 minutes to go and I, I had, I had pulled it up and I saw it and I immediately went into fight or flight because I'm reading this thing and it's scathing, scathing, scathing. And so my, my, everything constricts my heart rates going, Nick, my audio engineer is talking to me. I, I'm not even, I can't even hear what he's saying. Cause I'm dialed in. I'm in that right. Re- I'm like ready to go. Right. Mm-hmm. And then as fast as it came, as fast as that fight or flight came, it was as fast as it just it melted off of me. And I'm telling you something like that, even a year prior, and this was like maybe six months ago or eight months ago, something like that, that would have put me off kilter for a really long time. And you know, a really long time could be 24 hours, 48 hours, but think about this. So we're all going to have these, these challenges. We're all going to have some variation of this. My example is just, you know, is my context, but I was able to transition out of that in about, I would say three minutes, like a good three minutes. Now, let's think about that opportunity cost. What if that would have been 48 hours where I'm questioning myself, I'm questioning my path, am I good enough, is this true? Those are 48 hours minus three minutes, whatever that is, not good at math here, of opportunity cost, right? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) And so to me, yes, like personal growth and personal development, a lot of it is about the external achievement, the numbers in the bank account, the number of clients, the number of people that buy the book. That to me, that instance was so much more powerful than those things because it said, you know what? I stand here in the face of scathing criticism and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to stand here, open heart, eyes open, and I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to be phased by it. And I'm going to let that go. And we all are going to need to do that on our journeys. Yeah. And so if you're out there and you're, you're shooting a video or, or somebody makes a comment, it's like you got to be able to take that in and then release it in, 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 in hopefully the shortest amount of time frame. Mm-hmm. And, and that to me is, is the path of, of personal growth. Because guess what? For me, based on my vision, the things that I want to do, I'm going to get a lot more of those. And I don't, I don't know if they'll be as bad as that one, but they're going to be similar to that one. And I have okay. to be able to, I have to be willing to take that in. You can't have the paradise with some of that, without yeah. some of that. For sure. Yeah. As yeah. You, I mean, you kind of summed up exactly what I was going to say in response is like all of the achievement stuff. It's really cool to write a book. It's really cool to have a podcast. It's really cool to do all of these things that you couldn't have done three, five years ago before you started this journey and all of that. But those moments where you can consciously find where you know the, the reason that you're reacting in such a calm way or being able to wash some of that away was because of the internal work that you've done. Like that, for me at least, has always been like, ah, this, this is the thing. This is the, the reason why. Everybody starts thinking that it's going to be about the podcast and the books and, and the money in the bank, the clients, whatever. But you'll find yourself in that moment. And when it goes away really quickly, oh, right. That one was for me. Yeah, this is why exactly. I'm here. Okay. Exactly. All right. That's, um, that's a lot of ahead, people's worst ahead. fears. I was going to say, like, think of how many people are like, for them, that's the, that's the outcome. That is the worst right. case scenario. That That's the thing they back. go, I'm not going to start a podcast. What if I get this review? I'm not going to write the book. What if I get this review? I'm not going to tell my coworkers about this. What if I get this feedback? And it's like, cool, what if you do? Right? Like run that, run that narrative down. Like don't just let it be like, huh, screw off. And then just like dance around in your subconscious. Be like, what if I do get a bad review? What if it's the worst review? What if it's hate speech? <laughs> like, <laughs> what if they have to take it off the website? <laughs> like, okay, it's then so what? Terrible. Like, Tommy's still Tommy. Tommy's message is still powerful. Like Tommy's still impacting people. This was such a small blip on such an amazing radar of impact. It's like, cool. And if that one review was the thing that made you pack it in, like this wasn't your path to begin with. Right. So it's like, 
you, you become bulletproof to a, to a degree. You're like, okay, like if this is as bad as it's going to get, like if this right. is the collateral damage of powerfully standing behind my message, like, fuck it, I'll do it all day. Right. And, and, and you it's have so true. Yeah. And, and you know, that, that message, you know, a lot of times the messages that we get externally like that, um, they can hit really hard when they mirror our, uh, like a, a belief inside of us. Yeah, so right. for example, if I felt that I was a fraud, because that's what it said, if I felt that I was a weak leader and then the people following me were weak because they were following me and everybody was weak, which is what it said. Um, hey. Like if that, if, if there was a, any, if there was a small string in me that believe, that thought that, that had that, that doubt, mm-hmm. then that would have really emotionally triggered me and lasted a while. But I done a lot of inner work and that's why I like, I love your guys podcast because you talk about it when you've done the inner work, that stuff, it just like you said, it it bounces off you. And yeah, depending on the day, if that would have been later in the day at the end of a long week, I'm hungry and tired and I get that in, could it have impacted me a little bit more? Sure. But it's not going to derail me. And so just remember, I, I had empathy for that person. I still have empathy for that person because guess what? There's been times in my life when I looked at something somebody was doing and maybe I didn't express that externally, but in my mind, I created a narrative inside. And hey, if you're in a place of, uh, and this was especially when I was off purpose, uh, alone, like things just weren't working in my life. That temporarily feels good. If I come to your, your podcast and I'm really stuck guys and something about the way that you guys joke around triggers me, then I can, I can temporarily make myself feel a little bit better about my circumstance by leaving you guys a one-star review. Now, the, the bad thing is that that fades really quickly and then you're left with yourself, but it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a Band-Aid mechanism. And so all we're talking about right here is that uh, it's emo- emotional intelligence, emotional resilience as well. And on our path of growth, my number one skill set that I've found is the ability to, one, understand what I'm feeling, and two, um, either dissolve or bounce back quickly from what we call, and I, I hate saying this, but you know, negative emotions and get back into a, an emotional state that's actually serving my vision. And the faster that we can do that, it doesn't yeah. matter if it's a weight loss goal, a business goal, a leave your job goal, an entrepreneurship goal, you're going to be in a great place. Yeah. Yeah. And so, dude, obviously Nick and I and you could talk for another like two to three hours Oh, I thought this is what we were doing. Wasn't this Joe Rogan style? <laughs> this is a saga. This is a seven-part series. Um, but obviously, we respect your time because it's super valuable. So, you know, as we start to wrap things up, and I, I, I'm sure you know it's frustrating too when people go like, what's the one thing? What's the, what's the one tip, Tommy? Because it's, it's never one thing. We're interdependent creatures, right? So our mindset feeds into our physical health, feeds into our spiritual health, feeds into our business health. So it's, it's never one thing. And, and so I want to ask you, like, let's go misconception. What is the, as someone who, like I said, we can look at you and say like, that dude's made it to the top of the mountain. Literally. Like, Literally. Dude's playing flags on mountains. He's driving FJ cruisers up to God knows where, <laughs> right? Like, so what would you say the biggest misconception, the biggest piece of bullshit about success, right? About, about getting from A to B, you know, making it. Like, what do you think the biggest misconception is right now? that is just poisoning people? Man, there's so many that come up. But no I, 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 will, I will speak to the one that, that you guys have mentioned just because it's really pertinent. And it's that you have to sacrifice basically your entire life to create the results that you want. Um, that if you're not on social media responding to every comment, if you're not on every single platform, if you're not 24, listen, I've done this and it left me, did it get me results? It did. But it also left me really disconnected with myself. My definition of success is creating a life that I can't wait to wake up for and that I could spend time with myself all day and have the time of my life. Like just liking who I am when I'm alone, nobody's watching. And the, and let's just call it the nonstop hustle creates a, a level of anxiety that does not allow that. So it's, it's, and I, I posted this recently and it was, um, and this is a little bit more advanced because are there times that you have to work your ass off, especially if you're coming out of survival? Yes. Like if you're just trying to make it to tomorrow's paycheck and next week's paycheck, 
you're going to have to put in a high amount of work ethic to get out of that. But what got you here is definitely not going to get you to the next place. In fact, it's going to have a law of diminishing returns. And so my thing is, um, is to really identify what the needle movers are and where you can find leverage in your life and business. And personally, this is called the keystone habit. Maybe you don't need 19 habits in your routine. Maybe you don't need to adopt my 90 minute ritual in the mornings or evenings or stuff or what you guys are talking about. Maybe you need one keystone habit that creates the domino that everything else starts to fall in place. Mm -hmm. Same thing in business. Less is more. And in a world of endless distraction right now, that's never been more true. So instead of trying to do everything at once, why don't we focus? I talk to people all the time who are managing like seven projects at once, three businesses at once, nine ideas at once, seven social media platforms at once. And it's not working and it's leaving them exhausted. Sure. One thing, all in, less is more. Beautiful. Yeah. Uh-huh. I just, uh, before Julian cuts me off, because I know he likes to do <laughs> Shut this. up, Nick. <clears throat> there he is. Um, so. I mean, obviously, what you have just said aligns very, very well with the message of this podcast. So I thank you yeah. for, uh, for delivering on what was asked. Um, but obviously, you already said it, and I think Julian and I have also succumbed to this, the, that biggest piece of bullshit that you're seeing from your perspective, from, from the growth that you've had, we've also sat in that moment where we felt like we had to do it all. We had to be all over the place. We had to be ever-present in all of these things. So take us back a little bit to when you were in that space and kind of where you started to realize that maybe I don't have to be on Facebook and Instagram and everywhere else 24 seven. And like, was there a certain moment or was there just like a certain season of your life where like, this isn't working anymore. I have to find a way so I can create space in my life for myself along with the business that I'm trying to create. Like, do you remember where that shifted for you? It's, it's been an evolution. It's shifted several times. I'll, I'll, I'll give you a recent one just so we can make sure that this is relevant and pertinent. Um, the last time it happened was after, after the last book. Mm. And um, you guys, you guys like had, had seen and you've seen how much content you know, comes out of me, which is like usually two to Minimal. four. You're probably unsubscribed from my newsletter years ago, but three to four emails a week, two to three <laughs> blogs a week, two podcasts a week, endless live. I mean, it just, it's, and after the last book, I was like, I had a moment and I was going through this, this, what I call winter season, but I had a moment because I'd been going so hard for five, six, seven years, whatever, where I was like, yeah, I got nothing. I, I, I got nothing to say anymore, but the anxiety, I got nothing, nothing to say right now, but the anxiety was saying, well, you have to say something. Otherwise you're no longer relevant. Sure. And so I was in this weird juxtaposition of, um, I actually want complete silence and time for myself so I can go find the lesson in this winter season and come back stronger than ever versus I have to be out there and creating all of this stuff. Right, right, right. And I got to the point where I was like, I'm just going to let go of that, just completely let go of it and allow myself the grace of space and recovery and taking a step back. And is it a fun process, especially if your identity, going back to identity, if your identity is the person that shows up on live, is always there, has all the answers. I didn't have... I didn't have the answers at that during that phase of my life. Sure. And as coaches, you guys know, I was training people who were in a fire season, but I was in a winter season. So I had to be able to hold space and be able to guide people through that when me, myself, I was not in that space. So long story short, um, that's, it's, it's, a constant, it's a constant evolution. Today, for example, I didn't go on Instagram once and I feel uh, just, just from a feeling component, much more grounded today. Right. Does that mean I won't get on tomorrow? No. But going back to intuition, it's about honoring your intuition and how you feel. Somebody asked me, my friend, Seth Madison, we had this amazing conversation the other day and he's like, man, um, so, so, so what do you, what do you, how do you, how do you know, like that, that, you know, how do you fight this thing? Cause you're always on social, like, should you post, should you not post? And I said, just go back to the, to, to the intention and the feeling. If I'm doing it out of a place of value and service and power and it, and it makes me feel good, then I'm going to do it. But I'm not going to be out there forcing it. And that's when we have the conversation of, of hustle and space, of structure and surrender, of discipline and freedom, of intensity and nothingness, um, where we have to really balance those out. Yeah. On, because for me personally, what would ha- what my status quo, I probably would have written another book, honestly, yeah. if I would have just kept going. 
and it would probably be a really shitty piece of work. Hmm. Yeah. It would probably be like regurgitated quotes that I didn't give anyone credit for. To quote Brene Brown. <laughs> to quote Brene Brown quoting Lisa Nichols that one time she had two Kona lagers. Um, well, dude, that's awesome, right? And I think like the main theme is like there's no perfect, like the perfect route is bullshit. The one right way is bullshit. And, and everything that Tommy is saying is like, dude, self-awareness, self-checking, and then having the boldness to pivot based on what your internal self gives you feedback on that's the way to go. So like there was a season where grinding and hustling and being everywhere at once kind of served you so that you could see it's not who you were. And then you got that feedback and you adjust it. And so many people, they ignore the feedback. They're like, Oh, just anxiety is part of the game. Now burnout's part of the game. Now I'll yeah, just right. get an Adderall script from a doctor. This is great. It's like, no, your body knows your mind yes. knows your soul knows. And so right. I just, dude, I, I commend you for the authenticity i think everyone throws around like be authentic and then you know again the last get, episode was about authenticity actually. i heard it i heard it you guys were quoting <laughs> anchorman and all this stuff <laughs> that, that we were that we were but I, I also want to touch on like i commend you as well tommy but you mentioned something that i think is important too the reason that people get caught in the loop of i gotta keep hustling i gotta keep grinding i gotta stay on social media is because in the short term it gets you results like if you're there and ever present, like people will see that you're there and that, yeah. that, you know, and it will give you, you know, the following bump. It'll give you the, the client bump. It'll give you the money and everything. But what, what Julian's saying here is like, you have to be able to get the feedback and trust the feedback. And I, I'm so glad that you're trusting the feedback and continue to trust the feedback. It's something that is, is like you said, an evolution for all three of us here. Like, I think we've all gotten our share of feedback and uh, ha have listened along the way. Well, also getting beaten down by it a little bit, I would say. I mean, maybe yeah. just me. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but yeah, Julian, is there anything that... Um, well, I just want to... I want to plug all things Tommy right now. So first sure, off... Plug it up, plug it up. Dude, Nick and I have both worked with Tommy. Nick and I both worked with Tommy. He's oh, yes, the origin story. Game-changing stud. And, you know, Tommy had his gas station story right we were like what do i do and i think you remember it man like i had my gas station moment with tommy yeah. when we were working together and i sent it was a sunday reflection i was like dude i'm if, if i have another week like because i was just getting hammered with no's and i wanted to build a client base so bad and i was transitioning out of the fitness space into the personal development space and it was like i was like fuck man like i needed validation through clients and i just i kept getting no's i was like man if another week of this i'm gonna have to close my doors i'm gonna have to shut it down <laughs> And you're Those like, are the doors that don't exist. In yeah, this, the, the this digital, digital doors. And like, literally, like, Tommy, just literally everything you said today was what you packaged up there. And you're like, you got to ditch that narrative. It's not, it's not real, right? Like, it's not real. There, there's, there's no gold standard that you're holding yourself up to. Like, just like, again, listen to the feedback. Make sure the heart is there first. And if the heart is there, just like, keep at it, keep at it. And then fucking the literally two weeks later, floodgates open. So we both work with Tommy. He's incredible. Mm. Yeah. Um, mm. I mean, his latest book, The Leap of Your Life, I have like, I have a copy in my bathroom. I have a copy right here. I have a copy back in my bedroom. <laughs> you do. Like, oh, dude, yeah. Hey, uh, the bathroom is the one I'm most honored because that, that's... <laughs> sure. Unless he's using it to wipe. <laughs> hey! But, well, don't uh, do page, uh, don't do page, uh, what is it, 147 where Nick is featured? What, what that, <laughs> that, that would be pretty rude. <laughs> that, would one's been, that one's been burned and thrown over the balcony. But so, I mean, Tommy, <laughs> obviously getting your books is, is a really awesome way to get plugged into your world. But I mean, I know digitally people want to interact with you and stuff too. So like, obviously, where can we find you on social and, you know, what is... What's what is new and the, exciting in Tommy's world of bingo. serving people, yeah. if you will? Yeah. I mean, if this connected, I always want to give people something tangible. Um, I, I have a, an audio training program I do called the integration experience where I really just help reverse engineer every step of the way and provide clarity at every, every, every step. And so if this connected, just resistaverageacademy.com and you can grab that audio training. Um, and it's a lot of fun. Yeah. We'll put it in the show notes too. So you can, uh, you can get, Oh, you got show notes. Dude, We're we figuring got, it out. Got show notes. <laughs> Professional. Um, <laughs> And then, um, and then what's your, uh, tell them your handle just so they can follow you on, uh, on, on the social stuff too. Yeah. At Tommy underscore resist average. And, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I post a lot. I post a lot. Yeah. So yeah, get ready. Get, get ready. ready.
He posts a lot unless he just released a book. So yeah, that's true. up, into, up yeah. until the next book, you can expect a lot of information from Tommy. Um, but yeah, as we, as we close down the doors here, um, I don't know if we mentioned the specific time that we did work with Tommy way back when that was the origin story of the new school of success. So Tommy had this mastermind in the fall of two, winter of 2016, I think. Julian was this personal trainer dude that like, wanted to start his own business. I was a teacher that had a blog and here we are. <laughs> we're both powerful coaches and Tommy was just like at the birthplace of it all. So Tommy, uh, man, I love you. And I really, really appreciate you being there for us when we were probably both ready to take the leap of something that was calling our heart. Like when you were on that field in New York city and we needed somebody to set the example of how that works. And, yeah. uh, yeah, you were there for that. So we obviously appreciate you. Um, and hopefully the new school of success audience out there, all the billions and billions of people that are listening to this episode appreciate you. Um, but any, any final words for, for the crew over here at the new school of success? Yeah. The final words would be, you know, what, what you both did and, and just in the context of, you know, us, us connecting, um, I'm, I'm sure you saw value from being part of those experiences. However, uh, however, you know, even though I look back and I cringe at some of the stuff that I put out. Sure. But Facebook memories are a bitch. <laughs> They are, right? Yes. But um, I also know that through that process, um, you both, well, obviously, you know, met people like one another. You both um, created opportunities and are continue and will continue to create opportunities that you, you obviously couldn't see. You didn't have the foresight to see. And so the reason I share this is that um, both of you didn't know exactly what you were going to get. You didn't know how it was going to work out. And I just, I share that with the audience because you wouldn't be listening to this podcast. Like this is not a mistake that you're here. You definitely would have made it to episode, whatever this is. Um, so continue to pull on that. Continue to pull on those things. Continue to um, do things even if you don't know what's on the other side. Go Do a program, hire somebody, um, do something that you normally wouldn't do because the great tragedy is like the not knowing on the door in front of you might not be the door that you think is it, like, it's not going to open every part of your vision. It's going to be crazy, but stepping through that door requires a rep and courage. And when you step through that door, you, other doors start to open that you couldn't see. And one of those is going to be a door that's going to give you deep levels of fulfillment, exponential results, but it all started with that small step. So go out there and take that small step. Maybe that is putting something on your phone as a screensaver for something that you desire. That's enough. You don't have to go out and change the world tonight, but please do something. Mm, mm, I do dig something. that. I dig do that. Well, something. Tommy, thank you, man. <laughs> That's do an original quote. Brother. Do something. <laughs> do something. <laughs> quote yeah. Tommy Baker. All right. Um, well, thank you for, for uh, spending yeah, some man. time with us, Tommy. We really appreciate it. Julian, I'll let you take the people to the, the class bell that rings at the end of every episode. So what do you have to say to the fine people, man? Yeah, uh, if you like this, leave us a review. Subscribe to this bad boy. Have your grandma and your aunt subscribe too because they need some development in their life. But thank you guys so much for listening. Um, thank you so much for Tommy for being here and sharing his wisdom. And again, guys, the big takeaway is your heart that thing that is calling you is not wrong stop jamming it into the filter of your brain break it down to one small thing you can do today and do it um because it's going to impact you and there's people it, it's bigger than just that too it's obviously going to roll out and hit more people than just you so you're not wrong answer that call as soon as you can use this information reach out to tommy read his books those are definitely going to get you going and be a really strong catalyst and as always thank you guys for being here Ring the bell.